the views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own. In no way, shape, or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Descended into the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack, a commercial diving podcast by working divers for divers. This episode is brought to you by Ocean Eye Inc. Ocean Eye's main focus is you, the commercial diver. With industry leading end to end service and expertise, they got everything you need for your next dive job. You need your gear maintenance or repaired? Need some new products or consulting? Ocean Eyes got you covered. Give them a call at 610-621-5750 or visit them online at OceanEyeInc.com. Sure, drink all those beers. Dude, hey! That's how you're, you're going to start this episode of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Anyways, am. welcome to the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Oh. And... Uh, we have Kenyatta Kalasana. Is that how you say your name, Kenyatta? That's correct. Kenyatta Kalasana. Nice, Kalisana. man. Yeah. First try. First try. You have me, as usual, LB Diver. Ooh. Yep. Or Armando Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can go by my nickname. What's your nickname? But it has nothing to do with diving. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot. I have a lot. Oh, you have a lot of nicknames. Like, so what do the ladies call you? Oh. Better not say Big Papa. I was gonna say Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> turbo, huh? I just spit beer all over the place here. <laughs> oh my god! I'm kidding, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it's a terrible it's a show. Kenyatta, I don't know why oh, you're on the show. Kenyatta, what are you drinking over there? Oh man, this is a little tequila. Oh God! Nice, yeah, because yeah, you're back. I, I gotta go in the I state got, that has the best tequila. I gotta go. Oh. I'm probably the worst Mexican when it comes to tequila. Oh my God! I'm I can't drink it, and if I beer. drink it, I drink to excess. Yeah, I gag when I'm, I have tequila after like the third shot. I'm not a beer drinker. Just talking about it, I can't drink beer, yeah. man. That's not my thing anymore. That's not my thing. That's all right. Yeah. No, me so, neither. How long have you been back from you were living in Louisiana, right? I was in Mississippi. So Mississippi. Mm. Yes. Nice. Uh, I was in Mississippi and uh, 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 that's where my uh, where I reside until I got this call to come and uh, uh, fill in for uh, Chino Dive School. So I've been back here two months. And, uh, and, and I like the job. I wasn't too enthused about coming back to California. Uh, <laughs> nice. but, but I Poor was, KY. I was enthused about, uh, coming back and, uh, working at Chino. Nice. Are you originally from California? I'm originally from California. You know. Why did you not want to come back home? Oh man. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory with these high gas prices. <laughs> uh, right, six dollars a gallon, dude. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, the cost of living is just—it's uh, 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 double here 
uh, as opposed to out there in Mississippi, man. It's it's just a lot cheaper. You get a more bang for your buck. And I just like the the vibe and the atmosphere, the slow, yeah. You know the and stay out the rat race, you know. So it is a different pace of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the fun thing about working so much out of state. You know, is getting to travel around, kind of seeing how other people in different states live. Man, and I love uh, Mississippi. It. Totally different pace, you know, and when you talk the South, that's the South. Exactly, exactly. You know? So, you know, so my dive careers has, uh, uh, I was able to travel a lot. Uh, you know, I, I worked for multiple companies freelancing, and uh, I, I'd be with a company for a year, and and I'd, I'd set my sights somewhere else. Um, so, uh, and, and I enjoyed it, you know. And I never burned a bridge, and I was able to, uh, you know, I was always able to come back, and uh, and and they know I, I'm, I'm a freelancer, so I, I was never yeah. loyal to one company. Uh, I, I was always just pretty much all over the place. So, uh, you know, working out of Tennessee for UCC and uh, uh, working out of uh, uh, Houston, I, I, I uh, after dive school, I started. Uh, I went and got my welding certs. So, you know, for for even a long uh, a, a amount of time, I was working as a welder rigger pile driver, you know. So uh, and that was nice. with a company called Weeks Marine. So I, I was all over the place. But my home, I consider, was Mississippi. That's where I bought my home and uh, and still have it to, uh, today. But I'm never there, so I rented out on Airbnb and uh, another site called Home Away. So I enjoy doing that, too. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, if you want to visit that area, uh, Kenyatta has an Airbnb. Let I'm gonna visit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call you because I love yeah, Mississippi. That. Well, come on down, man. Yeah. You'll have a blast. You you will have a blast. So, when you moved out there, was that the first time that you've been like that far away from home? No, 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 no. So, or do you have uh, family out there already? Um. Well, I had worked out there before I actually moved out there. I had worked out there. One of the okay. One of the first companies I went to work for out there was specialty diving out of uh, Laranger, Louisiana, which is right next to it's it's in Hammond. It's just off. You could throw a rock from Hammond to Laranger. So uh, uh, that's where I was at uh, in 2009 and uh, stayed there for a couple of years. So uh, uh, and then I came back to California and got in the union and worked in the union. So uh, that's when I think I met you working at, yep. what was that company we worked at with uh, Ron? What was it, Ron Blackledge? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was talking to Johnny about that. Yeah. So the funny thing is that uh, our last episode, we had talked about the job that I did working at Port Wainimi. Ah, so that was a job that I met uh, Kenyatta at, and we worked together at Port Wainimi uh, at, at the CB base Okay. Yeah. for uh, Jonas Meeks. Right. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. taking that drawbridge route and everything, and pile jackets. It's a pretty cool job. Okay, yeah, the drawbridge. Yeah, with the pile jackets. I remember yeah. that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah. So my journey. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys want to know how it started. You know. Uh, yeah, take, let's Tarantino this now. Take me back. <laughs> take me. Take me way let's, back. Let's go back. Uh, go back. Uh, Where's uh, theme music? So, so for all you guys that don't know, all you bottom dwellers. <laughs> I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a Chino hand. So, so Chino, 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 Chino in the Chino. house. 
Tino Diver. So if you don't if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. So Tino is a uh, uh, dive school that is uh, originated in prison. It's the only uh, dive school in the prison industry in the world. Um, it's nothing like it. Uh, I I take pride in saying I'm a Chino hand, uh, and uh, uh, what got me to Chino, uh, you know, living the fast lane and and trying to make uh, a quick buck, and uh, that was uh, uh, the path that I had had chosen before I I went to Chino. Um, uh, before that, uh, you know, I I I didn't have a terrible upbringing. I was an athlete. I played college basketball and. Uh, uh, in high school, I was on the swim team. Uh, you know, I didn't stay far from. I was in the West LA area, so I I, I frequently went to the beach, and uh, you know, so I wasn't afraid of the water. So uh, when I ended up at Chino, uh, uh, they reopened the dive school in tw- uh, 2006, and in 2006, I uh, decided to to go ahead and join uh, because I was serving a uh, three-year sentence. Well, actually, it was six years, but I was doing only three. So, because uh, we have something called halftime. Now they have some other stuff going on, but at that time, uh, you know, I knew I was getting halftime. So I didn't want to waste three years doing nothing at all. So I was trying to find a program that uh, uh, I can do something to uh, ensure that when I got out, I wasn't going back to that same path that I was on. And uh, so the Chino Dive School reopened up, uh, uh, and I was lucky enough to be there at the time, and I took advantage of it, and I, I joined. Uh, and it wasn't hard for me because, like I said, I was a pretty avid swimmer and, uh, and an athlete, so I knew that the, uh, the uh, curriculum was, was a lot of PTing and a lot of uh, uh, swimming and running and all that stuff, so that was right up my alley. Uh, something nice. that I, I kind of enjoyed to do, which uh, which helped me, you know, uh, move to the front of the class and become an IA, uh, teacher's assistant, instructor's assistant, and uh, and excel uh, at Chino. So uh, at that time, uh, Jeff Powers, I don't know if you guys know Jeff Powers, who oh yes, who oh, yeah. is uh, who has taught a lot of. Uh, uh, divers all over um, that I've, you know, that I've run across uh, that went through the uh, College of Oceaneering. Uh, he, when I was there, he had, uh, I guess, College of Oceaneering was going through a close down and and Jeff mm-hmm. had, uh, uh, we had gone through a couple of instructors. Our main instructor was a guy by the name of Fred Johnson. And uh, an older guy, a pioneer. Fred Johnson's legendary. Yes, yeah. a pioneer of the industry, and uh, he happened to be one of the the the, the guys that the uh, Fred Johnson was there to uh, reopen the school and make sure uh, everything was running smoothly. But he also needed some help. Uh, he needed some help teaching because Fred was pretty much a good business guy and a, a, a get things done guy, and. Uh, uh, so we brought Jeff in. We went through maybe one or two guys that didn't work out. And then Jeff came along and fit right in with his Navy background. He was still uh, uh, part of the Navy doing reserve work. And uh, 
So it was a great combination with the pioneer of legendary Fred Johnson and the teachings of uh, uh, Jeff Powers. So I was able to uh, get both of those uh, uh, insights and and nice. and be a student and a steward of both of those guys. So uh, uh, and I enjoyed it. So that's awesome, man. You got to learn from like the best, you know. Yeah. Yeah, now, if you were yeah. to say Greenstone on top of that, that would have been crazy. Ah, yeah. so, so Greenstone was walking around, <laughs> showing his face, and, uh, and, and at all the graduations and, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, so that was beautiful, too. I mean, I was able to, to hang out with Greenstone, Fred Johnson, Jeff Powers at the Underwater wow. Intervention, Phil Newsom, you know, who, uh, you know, who we reached out to. I remember me and Jr. We're like, oh, Phil Newsom, man, who's this guy on the in, in front of the ADC uh, 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 executive director of the ADC uh, magazine? And, you know, so we were writing him letters and and uh, he showed up at our graduation. And, man, it was it was awesome. So the brotherhood is real. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I you know, uh, going to Chino and realizing that uh, the diving world is a whole different world. It's almost like trucking. It's a whole different world in trucking. Uh, it, it's a whole different world in diving, and it's a small world, and uh, but it's a brotherhood, and, and so I, I enjoy that aspect of it, and, uh, and and that's what's kept me, you know, uh, doing what I do, uh, nice. being part of the brotherhood. Go ahead. Before you end up in Chino, you had a different path, right? Right. Like your path was, you know, going towards sports. You were playing uh, basketball. Yeah, well, I is that right? Right, right. Before, uh, <laughs> well, way before going to Chino, uh, that was my path. Uh, yeah, I played at uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills, and you know, nice. I I I turned down going to uh, uh, University of Maryland, uh, and that was on an academic. Uh, I, I got accepted to University of Maryland, but I had already got a scholarship to play at Cal State Dominguez Hills, so. I uh, I stayed here in California, Southern California, and uh, and played college basketball. But you know, there, there came a, a point in time where I was kind of confused as to did I want to continue my career playing basketball, coming out of a small D two college. Uh, the mm-hmm. chances are slim uh, trying to go pro, or did I want to you know? pursue academics. So I started to pursue academics and I got into physical therapy, athletic training. And then, uh, I started, and then I went on to start, you know, start working in that field and I kind of left basketball alone, but by me leaving basketball alone, I left something that was close to me, which was a brotherhood and a team atmosphere. And that's all I knew. So I kind of was stepped out on my own, and, uh, you know, people weren't too happy with me not playing basketball my last senior year. But I was kind of like, eh, I want to I want to do something different. I want to uh, uh, concentrate on something, a passion of mine, which is, you know, uh, uh, getting into the medical field of physical therapy, athletic training. So that's what I did and started working in that field and stuff like that. But then somewhere down the line, I took a left turn and. uh uh, ended up at Chino. <laughs> so now, was this like a moment 
like in your life or it was just a moment instance where you made a bad choice and then it had repercussions. It had because re- I, I mean, that's, that's a big thing is, is that a lot of times, you know, when we go through life, we have this path that we're going on and we make one choice that's not good. Is that kind of what happened to you? You know, you know, I, I made a choice. It, it, it wasn't good, but at the same time, you know, and, and I'm, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I don't like to straddle the fence and have one foot in and one foot out. So, you know, I, I made a decision and I put both feet in. It was a totally different path, a whole 180 80 turn, you know, 100, 180 degree turn for me. Um, I don't know. I guess I was, I don't know. I, I guess I got trapped in by the lie. I got trapped in by the the peers, the peer pressures, you know, just, and just, just confused. You know, you got to understand too. I, I didn't come from, you know, I came from a single parent home, uh, you know, never knew my father. So I didn't have that, so to speak, that, that major uh, father figure or father telling me, Hey, don't do this. That, that, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? So uh, I was raised by my grandmother. And so, uh, uh, but I did have a, a, my, my uncle who, who played a big factor in, in helping me grow up. But, uh, you know, it was just, um, it was just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I made that path and, uh, I owned it and I got caught up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, but it didn't define who I was, but it was just, a a uh, a path that you know and and i don't right now i don't have any regrets you know i I don't have any regrets um i like i say i own it and i owned it and i think i'm supposed to be where i'm at right now you know you know and that's the main point that i'm trying to make is that uh there are certain things that we might do in life that we might get like like you said caught up Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily the best thing that we should be doing, but you know, somehow we take a little detour and we we get caught, you right. know, up doing what we're doing, you right. know. And uh, some people get away scot free, and right. other times you get caught red-handed, you right. know. And uh, it depends on how you deal with, you know, the situation. Right. Evidently, you dealt with the situation the best way that you could, which was to uh, better yourself and to educate yourself. And something right. new because I mean, your focus, even, you know, through your schooling was education in general, you know, you, right. you gave up the basketball thing and, and said, Hey, I'm going to continue the college and, you know, I'm going to focus on, on this. That's going to be the better path for me, you know, but like I said, sometimes you take a left turn and, uh, there's a way out and you found a way out. And that was through the, uh, Chino dive program. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and I'm, like I say, I'm proud to say that I do come from that school, um, and it shows. It, it shows in my work ethic. It shows in in pretty much everything I do, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have any regrets there, you know, and, and don't care what other people think about that. So, so yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the weird thing is that people do have their, 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 uh, their preconceptions, Right. about mm-hmm. people that have uh, been in prison. Yeah, right. they don't realize right. that hey, they could be the same people that are in prison, they just haven't been caught. That's it. You know. That's it. And as divers, 
me and you talking, we've heard the stories about some of these fools, you know, go on crazy wild binges on the weekends and stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you might've got away with it for the past 20 years, but it's that one time where you get caught right, freaking drinking and driving or something, you know, and end up, you know, hitting somebody and they get their neck injured. Right. And you're in prison. You're in prison for years. Right. Right. I mean, you know, and, and, Learning my lesson, going through, you know, the, the school of hard knocks and, and the sweat and the pain, you know, I, I'm the perfect guy that uh, is always, you know, I know I know better now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm that guy. I'm the big brother. You know, I'm the guy that says, hey, you know, when you guys finish, you know, I, I, I'll go with the guys, the divers and all this stuff to the bar, but I'm going to take two and I'm driving my own car and I'm leaving my number and I'm like, hey. When you guys, uh, you know, find yourself in a situation, call me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm coming mm-hmm. to get you. So, so that's my role, and and you know, that's that's who I am. So, uh, so I know better. And then now your your freaking new role is amazing. Can yes. you tell everybody what your new role is? Yes, yes. So, so like I might have mentioned before, you know, so you know, working, you know, before like two months ago. Um, I was working offshore, uh, uh, loving the work. You know, I was a deck foreman, uh, working in the ROV nice. field, uh, big ROVs, million dollar equipment, oh, yeah, uh, big projects offshore, pipeline, uh, you know, all kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I was a private contractor, so I didn't have, you know, I go, 30 days, two months, however long I wanted to go out offshore. And uh, I come home, I can take off time, I can travel, I can do what I wanted to do. Uh, the money was pretty decent, and I wasn't breaking my back. So uh, it was away from diving, but it still had a little bit to do with diving. Uh, we, we, we would work with divers. We'd have divers on, on deck. They'd be doing some work, and, uh, you know, uh, 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 it's offshore work, you know, platforms, uh, whatever we're doing. Uh, working in deep water uh, most of the time. And so uh, uh, I got a call from the instructor at Chino Prison um, Dive School, MTTC, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Powers, who was the Hefe. Uh, Hefe. Who I, I know a lot of people know who Jeff and Hefe uh, is. Um, and if you don't check out our episode with him oh, in wow. season one, wow. which was uh, what wow. was it? Chamber Ninjas and Combat Dolphins. Wow. Yes, with exactly. Jeff Powers. Exactly. Yeah, well, I tell you <laughs> it's what, a great episode. I tell you what, knowing that those guys have been on this show, I am really honored to 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 come in behind them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so he gave me the call and he said, "Hey, Yada, would you want to ha- would you want to uh, take this position because I'm stepping down." And uh, I was kind of thrown back, and I and I was kind of like, ah, they're not gonna let me back in there, <laughs> you know, kind of deal. <laughs> Why you would know? you want to go back in yeah. there, right? <laughs> you know, I said, man, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. But you know, I thought about it, and I said, hey, you know, uh, you know, and, and Jeff was pretty much uh, uh, positive about uh, it could happen, you know, and uh, uh, and so talking further with him. And uh, listening to what he had to say, uh, the it, it, it became more appealing to me um, 
even though I was happy where I was at, but it, it became more appealing to me not uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, to be closer to my mom, who's still out here in California, and my uncle, who's still out here in California. And, you know, coming home every day is, is, a, is a good thing. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I really not a nine-to-five guy, but, you know, uh, the hours weren't bad. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not working every day. <laughs> so, uh, so it's really cool. So I, I, so I said, you know what, I thought about it and, uh, uh, I nodded my head a couple of times and, and, uh, there was nothing keeping me from, you know, making the move. So I did make the move and, nice. uh, and, you know, uh, I don't even think I was nervous going in because, you know, like I say, those are my guys. I, 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 you know, I, I wanted to take on the the, the challenge. Um, my, the nervous part was, you know, man, teaching, you know, Boyle's Law and all this stuff. Hey, <laughs> I haven't done that stuff in so long, you know. But uh, I, uh, I said, you know, I'm up for the challenge. It's something new. I'm getting older. No, I'm 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 above fifty, so I, I'm not I'm not too enthused about uh, you know really breaking my back too much anymore. You know I I love to get in the water, but uh, you know I wasn't doing that too much anymore either. I would I would go back and forth. So if I didn't want to work offshore, I can call up Specialty and go do some diving if I wanted to uh, out of Louisiana because mm-hmm. uh, I still have that good you know that's that's family out there. And so, uh, so yeah, so I just, uh, uh, decided to take the job and take the, the task at hand and, uh, be of service, uh, cause definitely I don't want the school to shut down, uh, because it has, you know, great potential for other guys like me to, uh, get out and, and do positive things and do big things. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at today. And, uh, I'm in California, Southern California and, and loving every minute of it. Callie, so, baby. Yeah. Forgive me for saying, but this is literally the phrase now the prisoners have the keys to the prison. Say again? Yes. They have what? <laughs> right? The prisoners have what? No. The, prisoners the prisoners are running have, the prison. The yeah. prisoners run the, the prison. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, who would you want? It's you know oh, everything. Yeah, they, who I don't know the struggles? Yeah, what they're yeah. going through. Not you know, to talk to yeah, you can relate There's to them. Oh, you can do all there that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Who's it's, a? Do you have a co-teacher or? A, as of now, not yet. Uh, oh, so they're I, just running you through the ringer, kind of by yourself. Well, I'm gonna tell you, man. It's it's not too bad because it's not a lot of uh, guys there uh, right now. Um, you know, we have 14 guys, and because of COVID, it's been a it's been crazy. Oh yeah, okay. It's yeah. been crazy, man. I, I I've been pretty much. Uh, we got caught with a COVID hit uh, in, in our main dorm. So man, I, you know, it, it's it's been pretty bad as far as uh, uh, holding a whole class right now because of the COVID. Uh, at first, we were rocking and rolling. You know, I had fourteen guys strong, and uh, uh, now. You know, these guys are on lockdown, and I just got a couple of guys, which is cool because I was able to get a lot done, order a lot of materials, and um, get stuff done for for the welding because 
you know, I'm, I'm teaching these guys how to weld topside and all that stuff as well. And they loving every bit minute of it because they want to learn, you know. So, so, uh, so this time that, you know, they're on lockdown, it gives me a lot of time to cut material, um, order material and and do some of those things like that and prepare me for teaching you know because i just came in mm-hmm. you know just boom here you are you know start teaching so this gives me uh you know a little time to just like get in my niche and and figure mm-hmm. things out so it's pretty cool with just a few guys and then now guys are coming in you know slowly but surely we get guys that come in to try out but those guys <laughs> you know the percentage is you know, most of those guys, after swimming a couple of laps and all that stuff that we put them through, they don't come back. But we expect that. You know, we want the guys that are gonna that want to stay and go through the the tough part, and then we uh, we uh, you know let them come on in and and do their thing. So so yeah, so that's what we're going through right now. Um, and and since I've been there, since since. Uh, 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 when I was there, the yard was totally different. Um, we're getting a whole different caliber of people uh, in there. They're making it sort of like a medical yard. And at the same time, we have all these, uh, the, the laws have changed where the the inmates are getting a lot of time reduction. So because of the time yeah. reduction, it makes it kind of difficult to get a guy that has 18 months because you know, Chino is an 18-month program. We, we we require 18 months. So after 18 months of, of diving and drilling it into your brain and 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 going through all the rigmaroles of, of, of you know chamber runs and everything that we do, uh, it's pretty it's pretty uh, uh, implanted in you when you get out. So, um, uh, but it's difficult right now because guys aren't coming on the yard with that that much time. Um, not on this yard. And so we're trying to recruit and we might be recruiting from other prisons, uh, you know, or, you know, but we're, we're trying to figure it out. But right now that's the way it is. What's the projected, uh, class size for you guys? Like what's your ideal class size? Uh, 25 guys, 25 guys. So, you know, and then you, that's before you lose a few. Right. So, yeah, that's before I lose a few. Right. Because, like I said, I, and I was just getting ready to say, because you guys know as well as I do, 25, we're going to end up with 11. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 10. Yeah, 10. And then maybe like one or two that actually make it. Right. 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 So so that's just the, you know, that's just the ratio. That's how how it rolls. I was able to get down there and kind of Jeff invited me to go like, you know, see everything. And I got yeah. an in-depth close look at the uh, program and everything, which is pretty damn cool. It was really cool of Jeff to, to allow me to do that. You know, right, I wasn't right. able to record anything, right. you know, because of the prison rules and stuff. I, w- I couldn't right. take pictures or, you know, d- do any of that stuff. But uh, right. he gave me like an in-depth look and I was able to see like all the stuff that you're working with and the people that are there. Yeah. And uh, definitely amazing, man. It's yeah. a really good program, you know, um, and those that are listening that do have supply shops or their commercial dive companies that do have equipment oh. that, they, that they would like to donate to the program, mm, please. the program is always looking for, you know, the current stuff that we've got. So Most pneumatic definitely. tools, um, 
I wait, wait. had reached out to Broco and, and, and Broco's, you know, hopefully going to make some kind of donations in the future. Oh, oh, oh Gary. You know, huh? Stuff like that. You Gary know? Yeah, Gary, Gary Jones is an awesome dude. Yeah, awesome definitely. dude. And we're working with him closely with the ADCI podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm waiting on this. I'm telling you, gate pass. it takes a village to make a diver. A diver, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to find a way to phrase it that. A, a, a bottom dweller. To make a, a bottom dweller. Bottom dweller. <laughs> it takes a, de- a degenerate village to make a, de- <laughs> to make a diver. degenerate diver. Yeah. But, uh, it, it sounds corny as hell, but yes, it's it a, does freaking take a village. It takes a family. It takes a community yeah. to uh, make sure the job gets done, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, that's what you're teaching there at the school. <clears throat> Do you want to call it rehabilitation? Yeah. 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 It's re- rehabilitation. I mean, for some, that's the thing is that I feel that I've done stuff in my life where I could be there in that same place. Right. Oh, for sure. You know? Right. Yeah. And those listening, you're thinking, (laughs) you're you're thinking the same exact thing I'm thinking. It's like, man, had I been caught for that? I just did something yesterday. I'd be there too. (laughs) You know? And uh, it just takes that one small move and then bam. Yeah. You know? And it's amazing that that program is there. And and you're the only, there's only two. You're one of two in California now. One of two right? dive schools, huh? Dive schools, yeah. Yeah, dive schools in general. Yeah, dive schools outright. Wow. There's, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the only other school right now is Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. That's it. Huh. Yep. San Diego shut down. San Diego's gone. Wilmington's gone. 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 Yeah, all that's all that's gone. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a damn shame. But I'm not saying you gotta cool. do something to get to Chino to go to school there, but you know, just saying if you do <laughs> you happen to end up there, but if you do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but if you do, we we will accommodate. If you're, if you're about that life, then yeah. and that kind of brings us to the point yeah. <laughs> is that the students that go through the program, what what type of uh, students are you looking for? Someone that has a certain amount of time left in their sentence. Most definitely. I know Jeff touched on this when he was on the show, but that was like a year and a half ago. So maybe we can touch that again. You know, like what what kind of students are in the program? So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we, we want guys that have, uh, uh, you know, 18 months. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you need the time at least. At least 18 sure. months. No more than uh, three years. I mean, because we're trying to recycle guys out, you know, uh, <clears throat> at the same time. Right. But we do uh, make exceptions, and we have guys that have quite a bit, quite a bit of time. So, uh, uh, and then, you know, medical clearance, uh, no holds. You can't have any. INS holds or or uh, uh, anything like that, um, and, and you know you got to be in, in pretty good shape. You know, uh, we look at age, um, but you know that's that's not a major factor, but <laughs> but it can be. So uh, uh, you know, but but those are the prereqs: is how much time you have, and can you handle the the rigors of uh the pt and pressure because uh, we do have that pressure pot uh which we didn't have when i was there i remember when you asked me uh 
uh, not too long ago, Armando. Uh, hey, what is that pot that they have? Over right. There? And I said, man, I was what? impressed by that thing. I didn't know what the hell that thing right, was. Right, right. Hey, we didn't have it when it I was, was there. It was a dry pot. But bro, I I to get to gain some respect, I went down in that thing sixty feet, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, we blow our guys down ninety feet, and we blow our guys down one sixty five, and and uh, when you go down, uh, we have a little uh, uh, vice so you can throw in uh, your welding rod, and we we send you with some welding rods and a plate. And you can go down and lay some beads for a few minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, I was over there. And then uh, one of the uh, things that we were doing was, uh, God dang it, it was called, uh, I forget what Jeff called it. Trying to get the students uh, used to like, you know, stressful situations in the water. Ah, so the shark attack. The shark attack. Shark Can you attack. tell us a little bit about the shark attack? So yeah. I was one of the sharks and I was a terrible shark. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad. <laughs> So that's, that's something we all oh, have to like go through. The, yeah. That's and they loved it. And they freaking loved it because it was a rite of passage. And that's something that had been started for, like, you know, since almost the beginning or whatever, you know. Isn't and, that yeah. like what the Navy does to their frogmen or, it is, or yes. whatever? Yeah. 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 It they is. Turn off your air and pull your air hose. And right. Uh, so we that do that. In, yeah, we do that in our scuba. And, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, assimilate, you know, uh, uh, a rough situation with somebody chaos, chaos, <laughs> lots of air pulling your pulling your 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 first stage out of your mouth, uh, just just racking you up, you know, just uh, yeah, uh, you know, and and me, I'm a big body, so I I go down there and just act like a whale and just bow you over and knock the air out of your stomach and all that good stuff. So I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, but you know. It gets you acclimated to that water, and uh, that's right, acclimation. That's what it was like, water acclimation. Right, it gets you, it, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, acclimated to the water. Yeah. So I'm we'd a, go down there and knock their regular ears out of their right. mouth, and like take the mask off, like you know, partially off of their eyes. Yeah. And yeah. hey, you know what? This is a perfect, perfect. time to uh, stop for a commercial, commercial break from break. one of our sponsors. Okay. Yes, bam, we'll Boom. be right back. All righty. This is Bobby DeLise of the New Orleans-based maritime law firm DeLise & Hall. For over 40 years, DeLise & Hall has represented professional divers working offshore, in inland waters, or anywhere across the globe. This is what I know. All divers and their families should develop a relationship with an experienced diving attorney before an emergency occurs so that if that emergency does occur, the diver's attorney is there to assist them in their time of need. Consider me and my partners, Alton Hall and Jeanette DeLise, as your bailout bottle. Pray that you will never need to engage us, but should an emergency occur, we're standing by to assist you and your family. Here's something else I know. Diving contractors, dive gear manufacturers, third parties, and their insurance companies have the money to have their attorneys on call. Why shouldn't the diver and his loved ones also have an attorney in their gear bag before they leave home? Want to learn how Delise and Hall will be there should you need us? Give us a call at 1-800-DIVER-55 or call me on my cell at 504-460-6200. 
That's 1-800-DIVER-55 and 504-460-6200. Visit us at our website, www.divelawyer.com or the Deleeson Hall Facebook page. This is Bobby Deleese signing off. We're Deleeson Hall, the diver's attorneys. And remember, not all sharks swim in the sea. Thanks and dive safe. Man. <laughs> what? Man. It was an amazing commercial that you guys what just heard. What a great commercial. It was so good. <laughs> I don't know what commercial it was, but it was a good commercial. I think though. it was about liquid death. I thought it was No, a, it was not about liquid death. I thought it was well, a beer drinking liquid death. It was not a beer commercial. It was oh. a seltzer water commercial, liquid yeah, death, no. severed lime. <laughs> Drink it. It's delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. No, it was more than likely uh Mr. Bobby Lee's commercial. Oh which, yeah. Uh, freaking love that guy. Can't wait to meet him soon. And uh, it's going to be a blast. And hopefully you can come too. It's going to be the uh, unveiling of the uh, Divers Oil Field Divers Monument, which you were an oil field diver. That was freaking yeah. awesome. All right. So once you graduated from Chino, yeah. what did you do after that? So at, at the time that I graduated, they had, a, uh, they had something where uh, at that time, parole was 11 months. and Oh, so you had to stay here. So I stayed here for 11 months, um, which was okay. I mean, it was okay for me because I was able to spend some time with my grandmother. And, uh, 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 and I did some odd and end jobs and work uh, while I stayed here. I didn't go straight off to, to do some diving. Uh, I didn't dive on the West Coast. I was already uh, headed to to specialty diving in Louisiana. Uh, they accepted me before I even paroled, before I got out of Chino. Oh, wow. I had a couple of jobs waiting on me before I even got out of Chino. Um, unfortunately, uh, the process of transferring parole is kind of difficult and, and a lengthy uh, time and wait. So... Uh, I just said, you know, hey, I'll just stay here and, and work. Um, and that's what I did. And uh, went to school, took some classes, did some welding, you know, took some welding classes and all that stuff and got all that stuff out of the way. And so uh, I got out in 2008. And 2009 is when I started actually diving for specialty. Uh, went down there uh, to Louisiana and uh, uh, stayed in the bunkhouse. And so, uh, you know, that was an experience. But, uh, you know, Chino prepare, prepared me for everything. <laughs> for nice. anything Look and everything, that. you know. So uh, so that's, what, that's how that went down. And, uh, you know, specialty is, you know, it, it's a... Medium size, small outfit, um, uh, and uh, they've been around for a while. Yeah, but yeah, man, Specialty is a is a good company, man. I, I mean, I they're they're family. I, I you know I consider them family, uh, and uh, you know they gave me the start, and they don't have any problem, you know, grabbing Chino hands out of there. 
and and seeing what they're working with. So I, I like, uh, you know, I love specialty. That's that's a that's family there. Um, and uh, so that's where I went and stayed there a couple of years uh, back and forth because I had to come back and forth to California. Uh, you know, my grandmother had got ill. So I came back out here, wanted to be close to her. And then I got into the union, started working for, you know, I, I came out, I started working for Muldoon. I went nice. to Muldoon because mm. we got, you know, we got people everywhere. You know, I'm part of the brotherhood, you know. So yeah. uh hit up my boy's fam over at Muldoon. Man, come on over here. Yada, he's another Chino hand. And, uh, fam Marine, say, baby. Say, I was just about to say. Fam I was just Marine. about to say that. Fam Marine, Man, baby. see, look at that. Mm-hmm. Now I know two Chino, and the the reputation mm-hmm. precedes itself. One's now teaching at Chino, yeah, full circle, and full circle. Fan Marine, yeah. That's a, a good friend of Port Town Divers and Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Yes, that's They're right. They're fantastic. He's a good dude. That's right. That's my wow. boy. Look at that. That's my boy. So Fam and I, you know, we went through the Chino pro- uh, program together. No way! Nice. Oh, I know you perfect. Guys. Went yeah. through it together. I could look through his cell, I mean, through my cell and see his cell and see what he was cooking, you know, <laughs> fam like to cook. So, uh, dude, freaking fam. I heard Jeff told me that, uh, he came up with the, uh, slogan for the Chino dive prison divers, right out of by. And what is that slogan? So the slogan is who say, and that's what we who say. say, who say, that's right. Because fam, can you tell us the story behind that? Because fam in his broken English, <laughs> <laughs> fam in his broken English. I don't know why we laughed so hard. <laughs> so there was a situation, and I wasn't there at the time, but I know fam had told me about it. But there was a situation where somebody had said something. You know, I don't know if it was uh, derogatory against probably everybody hates divers. Yeah, against us, a Chino, whatever, everybody. Whatever. And famine is broken. English said, "Who say? <laughs> Who say that? <laughs> Who, Who say, say that? that? You know." Who so, so, uh, so yeah. So it kind of stuck with us. And and uh, uh, "Who say" was uh, what we use as our uh, slogan. And and uh, uh, and and that's that's what we do. You know, that's freaking awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Who ya? It's not who y'all, it's who say. That's who say, yeah. Who say that about us? Right. <laughs> there, best, it is. Dude. there it is. And Dyer's the best. That's it. So no, uh, seriously, but that's like every construction site you go on to, um, everybody hates the divers. Right. Because we make so much when we're on those job sites. Right. Well, I mean that's part of it. I think that's probably most of it, to tell you the truth, and, too, because and do like so we're little. degenerates like them. Make so much and make so, so little. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you make the money, adjust your lifestyle accordingly. You know, right. everyone has to have an alligator skin belt. Yeah. There it is. Ro- <laughs> right? Rolex, I mean, it's- Rolex wives. Yeah. Dive watch. Yeah. You got to write you that gotta, off. You got to write it off. Watch. Ah. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so That's so great. so fam, who say? So I worked at at Modoon for a little bit, you know, and uh, I was trying to go union. I wanted to go union, and I went and got my uh, L.A. City cert, uh, welding cert. Nice. That's gold. And and, and then uh, I applied at Parker, which was called Parker at the time, and yeah. uh, 
Parker picked me now, up. Subsea Global. Yeah. Subsea Global. Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, before it was Subsea Global, it was Parker Diving and Services or whatever the name was. Uh, went over to Parker. Uh, worked there for a little while. You know, I, I, I was still trying to find my niche, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Fam had found his at Modoon. That's the first place he went to. That's the last place he, he went to before Richard Barta sold the company to Parker. Mm-hmm. And Fam was always talking about starting his own business, starting his own dive company. And that was his dream. And he fulfilled that dream. And so... Um, uh, so there it is there. So, and I went to going to Parker, uh, you know, I stayed there for a little while It got into the, I started seeing some politics and all this stuff going on and, uh, having worked in Louisiana at, at, uh, specialty diving, you know, I, I had those contacts. So if I didn't like something or I didn't like what I was doing or where I was at in California, I just had to make a phone call. And that's what I did. I made a phone call. I knew there was a big project going on in Louisiana or I'm sorry, it was in Mississippi. There was a big project, a three year project going on. One of my guys from Chino was working on that project because he worked at specialty, but then, uh, 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 there was a, a a big project that went on through Yates Construction, and they needed a big dive crew. Uh, they probably had like 20 divers on this crew. And this project went on for about three years. I had heard about it, but I was working in California, and I was at Parker, you know, thinking I was, you know, this is this is where I'm going to retire at, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, there was some politicking going on. So, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the scene so much. So I just made a phone call and, uh, one of my partners out there, he, he was a, he was a tender at the time and I gave him his first dive in my hat. And so we've been tight ever since. Nice. So I said, hey, man, what's going on out there? And he said, Hey man, we, we, the wage was way lower, but the cause reminds you, the cost of living in, in in the South is way lower too. So, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so lower wage doesn't mean anything uh, uh, when you when you're talking about Mississippi. So, and we're talking like twenty five dollars an hour. They're working seven days a week, but they're getting also a hundred dollars a day per diem. So, with a hundred dollars a day per diem in Mississippi, that's going to pay your everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's going to pay your rent, your housing, everything. You're not even going to touch your paycheck. So I said, $100 a day per diem. I'm there. So I just told Parker, hey, you guys, hey, I'm I'm out of here. And I was on the next thing smoking. And I went back down there to uh, the south and I went to Mississippi. And nice. uh, and so uh, uh, got on that job and loved it. I, I was I was having a blast and I, I looked at Biloxi. I was working in Biloxi. Uh, my buddy that I told you that, uh, 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 was my contact. He was living in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. 
which was not far from Biloxi, and I fell in love with the place. I was like, wow, look at this. I mean, it's it, it was crazy. Because of Hurricane Katrina, moving those casinos all over the place, because mm-hmm. in Mississippi, you know, and, and as well as here, so the casinos weren't allowed <clears throat> to be on land, so the casinos are sitting on barges. So Katrina moved those casinos all over the place. So after Katrina... They decided to move that clause where casinos can now be on land or you can make them dry and put them in the dry. So that's what we did. We on one of those casinos and we thought that they were going to do it to all. There was like three casinos right in that area. We thought all three of those were going to they were going to do the same thing we were doing to the casino we were working on. And that didn't happen, but this project was a three-year project. I came in with a year and a half on the project, and uh, and wow, I mean, a great job. We did everything, you know, from burning, welding, uh, rigging, just well. I mean, everything. So, uh, a good project uh, that I worked on, uh, and we were actually putting that casino. Uh, we put we built a foundation underneath the casino, and we set up a dry you know uh, we set up a a barrier around, and then pumped the water out of the out from underneath the casino and set that casino down on the foundation that we built. I mean, from pouring concrete underwater, it's probably one of the largest concrete pours. I mean, it it was a big major uh, feat that we did out there and uh it hit the history books um uh because we poured i guess uh, i can't remember how many yards of concrete we poured underneath that casino and uh you know and we did it underwater and so uh uh and then we lowered that casino pumped the water out while people were still gambling in the casino they didn't even know that the casino was steadily <laughs> coming down. That's crazy. Onto the to the chalks that we laid down underneath the casino. So that's so awesome. Yeah. So it was a pretty cool job, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I met some good guys, some good divers. And then after all the diving was done, because I was a certified welder, they got rid of all the divers and kept me as the head welder there. So I, I had another year years of work uh, another year worth of work just doing all the cutting burning and welding all around uh after we put it in the dry it was a lot more work to be done and but all the diving work was over with you know so i did that for about a year and then somebody dropped my name in a hat and had a job out in vallejo california for two months and uh, so I left Mississippi and came out here to Vallejo for two months. A three-man dive team. We were <laughs> nice. three man, right? Three men, and we were laying. <laughs> we were laying a sewer pipe. Uh, we were laying some sewer pipe out in the river, and we had to put anchors on it. It was a two-month job, seven days a week, and it was prevailing wage. And boy, nice. I tell Oof. you. Oof. The money, Oof. the money was great. The money, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was one of those. I mean, 
for Mississippi to come to California and work and do a pre-vetting wage job? I mean, come on. So that kind of brings us to the moment in our show, which is all of our favorites. This is my favorite. And it is the... Oh, shit story. Uh-oh. Like you're underwater and you're like... Oh, shit. (laughs) This might be it. I'm dead. I'm like, crap. I hope I deleted my internet history. Yeah, Yeah, because they're going to see everything. They're going to see everything. Have you had an an oh, shit story in your diving career to where you're like, oh, shit. Man, I am done. This is it. Oh, shit. I'm going to turn off off everything myself. (laughs) Okay, let me... All right, I, I I got one. Uh, All right, it's got to be good too. Like, well, I mean, it just have to be that good. I mean, I want it to be good. Really? I don't know. Yeah, we've had. Uh, I don't know if it's that good. Know. I mean, it's just, I, I'm. A, you know, I've had a loss of air situation. I mean, you know, and I've had probably a couple of them. I'm, I'm, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, All right, let's hear. It. It's not too bad. So I was working in Louisiana. And I was working on like a jackup, working off of a jackup rig uh, in an oil field. And, uh, you know, uh, we're probably, we're, we're not deep. We're, we're probably in like uh, 15 foot of water, 15 What feet, did I say this morning? 15, I know. What did I say this water. morning? When the dangers happen. That's literally where everyone dies. <laughs> I was in left. 15 feet of water. <laughs> I don't need a bailout. I'm only in 10 feet. I'm only in 10 feet. I don't need nothing. I literally said that this morning. I, mean, guy. He told I literally that. said that. That's where everyone <laughs> dies. Yeah, we, out here, we are out here in one of these Louisiana oil fields, probably 15, 20 feet. Uh, we're jetting. Okay. We're jetting down. Mm-hmm. We're jetting down some pipe, you know, 300 feet out, 400 feet out, jetting, jetting some pipe. And, uh, you know, so I remember, uh, you know, uh, I'm going down and uh, straddling this pipe and I'm, you know, uh, having at it. Give, yeah, giving her, giving, giving her it, all the way. Giving it to her, you know, getting getting her down and washing it out, <laughs> you know, uh, coming back on the washout. Uh, jet hose is, is up in the air, uh, well, in the water, the jet hose is, you know, floating on top. And so uh, I remember uh, the, the, the sucking of the hat, just, you know, that, that, oh, that, <laughs> oh, oh shit, yeah. dude, that, yeah. oh, shit, <laughs> wait a minute, that, that, oh, shit. Oh, my God, we've. We've all felt that. Now, it is you know, terrible. So, so we had some divers on deck, you know, some some veterans, you know, maybe one or two tenders, and uh, we had a veteran diver, you know, and who's not really lifting a finger to do anything. He's not picking up no jet holes. He's not doing this, doing that. He's he's already done his dive, and he's he's kicking back. And so <laughs> lazy, uh, some bitch. <laughs> so. Um, so mind you, I'm in the water and, uh, of course I, I, I feel the sucking of the hat and, uh, the first sucking, 
the first suck was was you know you're kind of questioning yourself did that suck yeah. in did that i mean am i am i nah it's not you know you, you, you nah, kind of right you know let me <laughs> you're trying to wash it out but then on your second breath and it sucks in some more you're kind of like oh hold on that now you stop doing what you're doing to understand that this is really happening to you and so uh so my hat you know got small real fast and mm-hmm. uh so i told them the uh top the uh, the uh top side i said hey top side uh i'm losing air and uh uh and then the next Boy, thing it all I, looks good up here, bub. Right. And then the next thing was just Diron bail out, you know, not too long after that. I didn't even, you know, uh, I'm losing air. And then after that, that I sucked in again and I could feel it, you know, kind of suck oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, then yeah. I just automatically went on bail out. So it's Diron bail out. So at that time, uh, I could, I could hear the panic in the supervisor's voice. And so, I'm only in 15, 20 foot. So I kind of followed my hose, the jet hose up because everything stopped. They shut down the jet hose. So everything. So I kind of followed my jet hose up, crawled up. I didn't pull on my umbilical. I just followed, followed up the uh, jet hose because I can kind of pull myself up and stick my head out of the water. And all I see is chaos on deck, scrambling, <laughs> running around, you know, trying to, you know, and they just ran out of the fuel. They ran out of fuel on the compressor. Yeah. And uh, assholes. And, uh, you know, that that diver was sitting in his chair, <laughs> you know, and uh, everybody <laughs> scrambling around, running around on deck. And I'm just sitting there watching. And your standby is chilling. Yeah. Like, so, eh. <laughs> and, and finally, you know, uh, of course, they brought me out of the water. And uh, my supervisor says, you want to continue? You know, and it was like, yeah, man, I want to finish what I started. And right. so, uh, you know, uh, they just, you know, just ran out of fuel because they got lax, lackadaisical and uh, forgot to put the fuel in. So, you know. Those are one of the things or some of the things that we have to worry about. I mean, I've had a few other uh, uh, misses, near misses, I guess is what you want to call it. But uh, uh, but that one sticks out. Um, and it was just funny to see those guys scrambling around deck. And uh, <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah. So but yeah, that was my old shit moment. That's awesome. Yeah, because. I- are you, are, are you off at the bottle on at the hat or yeah, on at question. the bottle off at the hat? I'm off at the bottle. Guy. I'm off at the oh. bottle. And when right. I'm jetting, okay. I'm just pissing at the hat. Okay. And I'm nice. off at the I'm off at the hat too. Mm. Yeah, so what are you, Armand? Well, I do what we do, which is on at the oh, bottle. Oh, so you do all hat. all what we all do. Right. I do. Okay. But when I was diving before the port, it was off, 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 off. Yeah, yeah. off, off. Because if I do run in that situation, it's like you you got to build a reflex, right? If that's, that happens, you have to know. Okay, shit, I'm not breathing anymore. 
So you have to train your body to not panic and be like, okay, I'm going to take my left hand, open my bottle, right. and then right hand open my hat. Right. That's, that's how I was trained, and then that's how right. I always dove. That's how I was at school, too, was off-off. Yeah. But at the port. Now, given we did charge our whip because you don't want any of that first stage creep. Mm. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Is that if you go off off, you have to at least charge your bottle in order to not, you know, in order to preserve your uh, first stage regulator on your bailout. Right. So you can do either or. That's fine. I don't think there's a, uh, you know, thing, you know, saying that you have to do this or that or whatever, you know. I have yeah. to go back to listen. See, that's the thing about our show is that even I forget sometimes. Because I could have sworn we did an episode with uh, Mike Ward at Dive Lab, and he told us what the ex- like what the proper way to dive is. Oh okay. yeah, I'm. I'm and all I think fault. he said I don't on, think I was there for that one though. But I at the bottle and off the hat. I hmm. no, I see. I was there for that one. Because, I have to go back and listen to it. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah. whatever you like, however you dive, you have to know what your procedures are. Without yelling in the comms, oh my god, I'm out of air. I'm gonna die. Turn on my air. Turn on my air. Because if you're busy yelling right. and screaming for your life, you forget that you have a ton of air on your back. Even if you got a 30, right. you know, at 15 feet of water, you still have enough air to be able to, you know, get, get undone what you've done <laughs> and to get to the surface. Right, you know? right. So right. it sounds like you were. You know, calm and collected, oh, I was even calm. though you felt the sucking. And that's the thing. I was calm. That's unnatural. When you feel that hat sucking suck. in on itself, that is unnatural. Yeah, that's the and suck. And everybody has to feel that in order to know what it feels mm-hmm. like, or else they're going to panic. Yeah. And if you're still panicking, then you better freaking feel the suck. You better get sucked off. <laughs> that's And at the College of Ocean we did do that a lot, where it would be. If we were doing the Vader project, you got sucked off a lot. Yeah, you got sucked <laughs> off a lot. <laughs> like whoever was running a rack would sometimes just flick your shit off, and you had to be like, <gasps> and you're like and I'm "Oh fine shit!" With that. Yeah, as long as I'm you're also fully fine with that. As long as your bailout's fine. right, as long as you take yeah. the time to make sure your bailout is full of air. Yeah. So yeah, we at the Colvin. That's why I never really panic because I just know. Man, this has been a great episode. It's uh, it's amazing to hear your story. It's amazing to hear that you're back here in Cali. Yes. I feel like playing some uh, I'm going, going Biggie Smalls. Back, yeah. back. <laughs> I'm, a West, I'm a West Coast guy. I don't was play that going Biggie through Smalls. your head when you took the job? I'm a West Coast guy. I don't play Biggie Smalls. Oh, yeah. Going, it, it going. Did. Yeah. It did. It did. Or it the yellow cold version, right? I think I did play that song before I headed nice. back. Yes, sir. I think That's I did play awesome. that song. Well, man, this program is going to continue to be a success. Yeah. I'm glad they found somebody that's as qualified as you are and uh, that knows, you know, kind of the struggles. Right. And yeah. uh, it's going to be awesome. And It's going to hey, be exciting to see what you guys yes. do. Put out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And I hope you allow us to help in whatever way we can. If you need awesome. some marketing work or you need some donations, we will freaking fundraise for you. That's what's and, up. And uh, we're going to be in your corner. I appreciate so, it. Uh, keep us in mind. Keep us up to date. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Sounds good.
I like it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys Breaking having on me on Thank the show. For... Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you for being on the show. I know. Thank you for coming on the Balms Rumors Dive Shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me say that again. Oh. Oh, are you <laughs> cutting right now? No. Thank you for coming on to the Bottom Dwellers Dive It's a respectable show. I don't think it is. It is. Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Mm-hmm. King Yada Kalasanya. God dang it. See, God damn you. <laughs> what is your Can you problem? do the outro? No, I'm not an outro kind of guy. Too many crickets. Thank you, King Yada, for being on the show as a friend, a former coworker. Yep. And a freaking molder of minds. Yes, Ooh. sir. It has been a pleasure, and we will see all you guys on the next episode of The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Oh, man, that was beautiful. Appreciate it. Not too bad, right? All right. Cheers. 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 Clinky, tinky. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Make sure you like and follow on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. Please share this podcast with your friends or anyone interested in commercial diving. The only way that uh, we can make this successful is if we do get a lot of people that are listening. We get more listeners, we get more sponsors, and that means more free stuff for you guys. That's right. We are hooking up all of our diver brothers and sisters in the trade. And uh, if you keep sharing and liking, we're able to do that a lot more. Our Instagram is at bottomdwellersds. Our Facebook is Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can always like and follow me at LB Diver on both. The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack is available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We also have it streaming on our website at thebottomdwellers.com. So keep listening, keep it safe, keep it salty. This is LB Diver, out. <laughs>